Welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries podcast. Each week, we'll bring you inspiring homilies and powerful stories from real Catholics, all about the truth, goodness, and beauty of Christ and His Church. If you're interested in supporting the work that we're doing, you can visit drybonespgh.org or follow us on social media at drybonespgh. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you are reminded of how much the Lord loves you and that you hear His invitation for you to come to life. Is it just like pure egoism in our minds that makes us do the? Why do we do these things? Why do we aggrandize ourselves and our ego? And here's what it reveals, and this is the theme I always preach on. It reveals something about us that we want to be seen. What did the high school version of Joe Freedy really want? He wanted to be seen. He wanted to be affirmed. He wanted everybody to look and say, you're special, you're something. The theme that I always preach on is this, our hearts are made for love. They're actually made for an infinite reception of love, right? And what happens is when we don't receive that infinite love, we go looking for it in other places, right? We look for it in money, we look for it in power, we look for it in pleasure, we look for it in fame, we look for it in control, we look for it in entertainment, we look for it in all these different ways. C.S. Lewis had a great quote. He said, all that we call human history is the long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God that will make him happy, that is to fill his heart with love. All of history is us running around looking for the infinite love that our hearts are made for. And we look for it here, and we look for it there, and we look for it here, and we look. Today's a feast of Corpus Christi. Corpus body. Christi Christ. It's a feast of the Eucharist. A few weeks ago, right, it was first communion season, and we talked about the what and the how of the Eucharist. We talk about what the Eucharist was, didn't we? What is the Eucharist? It's not a symbol. It's not an idea. It's not a concept. It truly is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. The Eucharist is not a something. It's a someone. Amen? The Eucharist is not a something. It's a someone. It's the totality of Jesus Christ risen. How is it not a symbol? How do we believe it's not a symbol? Because the whole Old Testament, and that's what our first reading was, was showing us the Eucharist. In the New Testament, every book of the Gospels, all four of them, and so many of the books of the New Testament, talk about the presence of Jesus truly with his people in the Eucharist. Symbol, no. He spoke symbolically a lot. This is what we talked about a few weeks ago. He said, I'm the vine. He said, I'm the gate. He said, I'm the good shepherd. Everybody knew he was speaking figuratively. Of course he's speaking figuratively. But when he said, my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink, they all left him. Why did they leave him? Because they knew he was not speaking figuratively. They knew he was speaking literally and they thought, this guy's out of his mind. Except for Peter. Because Peter said, I don't know how you're going to do this. Give us your flesh and blood to eat and to drink, but I believe you're God. I've seen you walk on water. I've seen you cure lepers. And so I believe him. My friend, Father Ron Sierra, he's kind of my priest mentor when I was living in Buffalo. He's about 85 now. But when he was a pastor in Buffalo, his mom was in a coma for three weeks. Every day his mom lived in his rectory after his morning mass, he would take just a tiny little piece of the Eucharist and open his mom's mouth and put it on his mom's tongue. 
beautiful. But his mom was completely out of it in a coma, and so he, he started to have all these doubts about what he was doing. Should I really give her the Eucharist every day? I, I don't know. She doesn't even know. She's not even conscious. She doesn't know what she's doing. He went over one day and he did what he did. He holds up the Eucharist, little piece, and he says, Mom, the body of Christ. She opened her eyes, said, Ronnie, I know it. Received the Eucharist and went back into a coma. She died a week later. The body of Christ. Ronnie, I know it. He almost had a heart attack and died on the spot, right? It truly is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. We know the what. How about the how? How does that happen? The simple word called transubstantiation. Trans is change. Substance is that which a thing is. The accidents don't change, but the substance does. Why? Because the word of God's effective. When he says something, it is. I just believe that it's not a stretch. We believe that God made everything out of nothing. It's not a big deal for him to make something into something else. Amen? We believe that everything seen and unseen is created by God out of nothing. Why is it a stretch that he can take something and make it something else? That's the what and the how. We've got that down. What I want to leave you with is the why. Why? Why did he give us the Eucharist? See, God is so unpredictable in so many ways. He even says... My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So high above your ways are my ways, as high as the heavens are above the earth. But he's so predictable in his motivations. He's so predictable in his motivations. His motivations are always the same. They never change. Love. The why of the Eucharist is because he loves you. Because he knows, like that high school version of Joe Freedy, he knows that our hearts long to receive, are made to receive infinite love. And so our God was not satisfied with telling you, I love you. He wasn't even satisfied with showing you how much he loves you. He said, I love you so much, I am going to make bread my body and wine my blood so I can literally, physically place my love in your heart that longs for it. If I had to leave you with one thing, and I will, it will be this. Don't ever doubt his love for you. Don't ever doubt his love for you. He loves you so much. He's proven his love for you so much. And a million times, a million different ways, he has said to you and showed you and fed you with his love. It has been such a gift for me. Can you imagine the gift of being a priest? that I get to be the instrument that literally takes love and places it in your heart. I love you. I will really miss you. 
And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful the Lord has given me this time with you.